Hello, this is Supriti from NewsLaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 17th of March. India reported the year's highest daily increase in COVID-19 cases today with over 28,000 new infections, taking the tally to over 1 crore 14 lakhs. The death toll since yesterday was the highest in 2 months at 188, taking the toll to over 1 lakh 59,000. PTI reported that Maharashtra recorded over 17,000 new cases yesterday, which is the highest one-day increase in the state so far. Referring to the worsening situation in Maharashtra, the center asked authorities to step up contact tracing and vaccinations. It warned that the state is in the beginning of a second wave of pandemic and said that complacency may take its toll. Scroll reported. Minister of State for Health Ashwini Kumar Chaube told the Rajya Sabha yesterday that after the peak of the coronavirus pandemic curve in mid-September, infections count had seen a decline till 2nd February, following which an upward trend in the trajectory was witnessed. Amid the surge of coronavirus cases in India, Prime Minister Narendra Modi held a virtual meeting today with chief ministers to take stock of the situation. However, West Bengal Chief Minister Mamata Banerjee and Chhattisgarh Chief Minister Bhupesh Bhagel did not attend the meeting. Globally, COVID-19 has infected more than 120.1 million people and killed over 2.66 million, according to John Hopkins University. Beijing has made it mandatory for people coming from India and 19 other countries to get themselves inoculated with Chinese-made COVID-19 vaccines if they wish to travel to China. For Indian travelers, this condition poses a problem because Chinese-made vaccines are not available in India. Indian Express reported that a war of words broke out during questionnaire in the Lok Sabha yesterday between the opposition and the Treasury benches over the sedition law. While opposition MPs accused the central government of misusing the sedition law, Minister of State for Home Affairs G Krishan Reddy asked Congress members to refrain from giving lectures on the misuse of laws, reminding them of the 1975 emergency during which many leaders were imprisoned. Referring to the Disha Ravi toolkit case and the cases against farmer union leaders after the violence on January 26, Congress MP from Telangana Anumula Reddy then asked G Kishan Reddy to provide the number of sedition cases registered in the past 10 years, the conviction rate, and measures taken for a speedy trial. G Kishan Reddy then proceeded to table a written response that showed data from 2014 to 2019, with 327 cases registered during that period. However, he said, and I quote, "There is no direct involvement of the center in sedition cases." End quote. In response, Anumula said, and I quote, "In 2019, the conviction rate for sedition was 3.3 percent. This means these are politically motivated cases. If a youth leader is booked for sedition and the case drags on for four to five years, he or she is not in a position to get a job." passport or visa activists like Disha Ravi are charged but they are not able to prove anything in court end quote congress member manish tiwari added that the law was being misused to suppress freedom of expression citing that only one conviction had been carried out out of 93 sedition cases in 2019 after two foreign organizations criticized india's freedom and democracy in the last few weeks Congress leader Rahul Gandhi said that the situation is much worse than they have imagined. Speaking at an online interaction with Brown University professor Ashutosh Varshne, Gandhi launched a direct attack at Prime Minister Modi in the context of the country's dwindling status in global democracy metrics. 
He said, and I quote, Saddam Hussein and Gaddafi used to have elections. They used to win them. It wasn't like they weren't voting, but there was no institutional framework to protect that vote. An election is about institutions that make sure that the framework in the country is operating properly. An election is about the judiciary being fair and a debate taking place in parliament. So you need those things for a vote to count. End quote. The comments come in the wake of two reports that brought into question the democratic status in India. The first was by US government-funded NGO Freedom House that downgraded India's status from free to partly free. The second was by Sweden-based institute VDEM that downgraded India to an electoral autocracy, citing a decline in democratic freedoms since Modi took office in 2014, NDTV reported. Though Gandhi seems to voice glaring concerns in India today, in News Laundry, writer Abhimanyu Chandra explains why liberals need to get over their Rahul Gandhi fixation. He writes that while having a credible alternative to Narendra Modi is essential, that can only be part of the strategy. Do read his opinion piece on our website titled, To Defeat Hindu Nationalism, Liberals Must Stop Obsessing Over Rahul Gandhi. While you're there, you can also check out our election coverage from Assam by Ayan Sharma, which is part of our ongoing NL Sena project called Assembly Elections 2021. His latest report is titled, BJP's Betrayal, Families of Assam's CAA Martyrs Are Banking on the Congress Alliance. You can also contribute to the project and fund our election coverage. Dear listeners, our team can report from the ground only because you support us. We are an independent news platform producing podcasts, ground reports, interviews, videos, media critique and much more. We would not be able to do all this work if not for our subscribers. So, if you aren't a subscriber already, join the movement to keep news free and independent. Go to newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button at the top right-hand corner of the website. Our lowest subscription starts at 300 rupees a month only. Pay to keep news free. Today, the Patiala House Court in Delhi dismissed the anticipatory bail petition of a 28-year-old Mumbai-based journalist, Varun Hiremath, who was accused of raping a 22-year-old woman. In a ruling on March 12th, the court said that consent cannot be implicit from the complainant's previous sexual encounter with the accused. The judge further noted that as far as the question of consent was concerned, since the woman had stated in her evidence before the court that she did not consent, hence the court shall presume that she did not consent. While the defence tried to argue that consent could be implied from the fact that the woman had travelled from Pune to Delhi to meet the accused and was interested in going to the hotel room with him, the court said, and I quote, In her complaint as well as her statement, she had stated that she feared injury if she attempted to escape the room. Therefore, she bowed down to the forcible demands of the accused, end quote. Hiremat's anticipatory bail plea had been rejected by the Bombay High Court on March 1st. During zero hour in the Rajya Sabha, senior BJP leader Sushil Kumar Modi demanded that India enact a law along the lines of Australia to make tech giants such as Facebook and Google pay local publishers for news content. Modi said, and I quote, I would urge the government of India that the way they have notified intermediary guidelines and digital media ethics code to regulate social media and OTT platforms, they should enact a law on the pattern of Australian code so that we can compel Google to share its revenue with traditional media. End quote. Rajya Sabha chairperson and vice president M. Venkaya Naidu remarked that the suggestion is worth considering. 
Modi added that traditional print and news broadcast media, whose content is freely available on platforms run by the tech giants, are in a deep financial crisis, as advertisements, which is their main source of revenue, have shifted away from them with the advent of tech giants like Google, Facebook and YouTube. On Wednesday, in a landmark verdict, a district court in Japan ruled that the country's failure to recognize same-sex marriage was unconstitutional as it breaches the right to equality, AFP reported. The plaintiffs are among 13 same-sex couples who filed lawsuits on Valentine's Day in 2019 seeking to force the government to recognize gay marriage. Al Jazeera reported that in the first ruling on the lawsuits, a court in Sapporo turned down a request for damages of 1 million yen or $9,000 per person for being denied the same legal rights as heterosexual couples. However, the court found that the failure to recognize same-sex marriage was unconstitutional, which has been hailed as a major breakthrough by campaigners. Japan's constitution states that marriage shall only be with the mutual consent of both sexes and under the current rules in the country, same-sex couples are not allowed to marry, they cannot inherit their partner's assets and have no parental rights over their partner's children. According to AFP, homosexual sex has been legal in Japan since 1880, but social stigma stops many from openly admitting to their sexual orientations, even to their families. In an update on the crisis in Myanmar, Reuters reported that the country's most powerful Buddhist monks' association called on the junta to end violence against protesters. They also accused an armed minority of torture and killing innocent civilians since last month's coup. The state Sangha Mahanayaka Committee is a government-appointed body of high-ranking Buddhist monks that oversees and regulates the Sangha in Burma. It usually works closely with the government. In a draft statement, the committee said that its members intended to halt activities in protest. Myanmar has been in turmoil since the military ousted Aung San Suu Kyi's elected government on February 1st, detaining her and members of her party. More than 180 protesters have been killed as security forces try to crush a wave of demonstrations that show no signs of retreat. There is a total mobile internet shutdown as well, which has made it difficult for protesters to communicate and verify information. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.